I don't know. I don't know. Where do you go? To the stove <laughs> for some butter. Hi. Two years ago, I was really at one of the lowest points in my life. I was getting a divorce, self-medicating with food and alcohol instead of proper medication, digging deep into my anxiety and fueling toxic relationships, toxic work behaviors, and yeah, just generally a mess. But through a ton of work, focus, patience, and a true desire to heal, I'm in a much better, healthier place. I wanted to share what I did and how I did it because it is one of the questions I'm asked the most. If you're in a low place and need some guidance on how to find your way back to yourself, please give this episode a listen. Hello, hello, hi, hello. No, I don't know. It's like 10.30 at night, which is way past my bedtime, but I just, I've been a little stuck on like deciding what to record and I literally, so usually what I do, you didn't ask me this, but I'm going to tell you anyways, it's one of the things that makes me me. At first when I started the podcast, I, I had so much that I wanted to talk about. I would literally just like be like, I'm going to talk about self-doubt. And I would write down a couple thoughts and then I would just start talking. And um, as it turns out, that was really hard to edit. <laughs> and because I'm such a diligent worker who is completely obsessed with constant self-improvement, I feel like I've gotten pretty good with my system, which is have a concept, outline a few ideas, put some notes, and then record. And so I, I feel like I've actually talked about so much. I was like, I don't know what to talk about. And then Gertie, this cannot be a through line. Gertie wants to still go outside. It's like 1030 is way past cat curfew. But I, and so I've had, I have all of these ideas. I want to talk about resilience. I want to talk about happiness, happy nurse. I met a really happy nurse once and I also met a hot doctor, but that's not what this is. Happiness, joy versus happiness. All the books that I've read as of late. Shit, I don't even remember. I've got like seven docs started on like a resilience. Did I already say that? I might have. But I just was like, I couldn't go to bed because I was like, I, re I really think I should record a podcast episode. And if you saw on my Instagram stories, I had asked for people to just send in questions that they wanted answered, which you can still do now, um, jgok at bando.com. And I just asked that in the subject, you put like the, the topic of, so whether it was like career or personal or marriage or mental health, just so that I could maybe do a few episodes where I'm just like answering questions. But one of the questions that came through was like, was about my diet, <laughs> which I think I've been like reluctant to talk about some of that stuff. But I realized that anytime I post like a before and after of sort of like what's gone on for the last couple of years, or even sometimes when I just start, I'm talking on stories and people are like, how did you, how did you do that? Why, how do you feel better? And, and anyways, I think I was just like sort of reluctant to 
talk about it because it felt not shallow, but like self-congratulatory, which is not a space that I feel super comfortable in. And then I also knew I had kind of done the like how to feel better now episode, which which talked generally about a lot of what I've done. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to bust out this mic and just tell you off the cuff, no notes. Sorry, Lauren. Lauren's my producer. No notes, but I feel like I know pretty well what I did. And I thought if I had this, then I could just refer people to this episode. And I think hopefully it will inspire you and would give you like some actual things that I did to be me, the me that I am now. And that won't be the me that I am tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. Hopefully she'll be an even cooler version. Maybe she won't. Sometimes we take a couple steps forward and a couple steps back. But I can say for sure that the me from what is now coming on the anniversary of two years ago since Andrew left is much different than the me from today. And what I will say, and if you don't believe me, please take a scroll through my Instagram account. I would go back about three years and just bring it all the way up to today and let me know what you think about that. Some of it is is unrecognizable even to me, and I was there. I've had a huge personal transformation during that time. I was suffering in a lot of ways, a lot of which has nothing to do with Andrew. And if you know me, which most of you don't know me personally, although we feel like we're best friends, you've at least heard me talk about, you know, my marriage and my divorce. And it was and is totally amicable and I I loved Andrew a lot and he was a great husband. We just, we got some things wrong and we were both suffering personally and, and in lots of different ways. And so that makes it hard. And I think we both settled into our suffering. I I know I did. I, I actually just got so comfortable with my discomfort that I created narratives for myself that made it okay to feel that way. And I think that's step one, honestly, is like I had to get really low. And that was after Andrew left, but I I got really low. Like I have to hit a rock bottom where I'm like drinking a lot and not sleeping and eating so much and not extra, like just completely like so self-deprecating as far as like wh- what I'm doing to my mind and body in order to kind of like wake myself up to what's going on. I think I had been in this like pain state that I had just learned to live with and told myself it was the new normal. So it's not. So so once I sort of hit that space where it was like I looked in the mirror and I didn't know who who that was, I decided to take action. All right. Now here they are. All of the actions, well, at least the ones I can remember that I took to feel better when I was at one of my lowest points. I adjusted my diet, my physical activity, reached out for help from doctors, therapists, and friends, and explored a bunch of alternative healing. We are so lucky to have so many options for help. Check these out and see what resonates with you. At some point after Andrew left, so that was, by the time you hear this, it will have been two years ago. 
I realized that I needed to evaluate the relationships in my life and also just pop back into therapy because I had kind of been out outside of couples therapy. I had, hadn't had really been in like regular therapy for myself in quite some time, although I went for a long time when I was younger. And I, I think I quickly realized after he left that like I was dealing with a lot of pain and a lot of things were starting to surface because all of the energy that I was putting on um, thinking about my marriage had now been redirected to me and just some things were coming to light. So, so the first thing I did was find a therapist and went to see her. And I only went for like a month or two, but she really did help me sort of like analyze some relationships, figure out how I was going to navigate the divorce and, and, and also like identify that, um, I was still mentally ill and I probably needed medication. I had been off medication for about five years and thought I felt fine. In retrospect, I was not fine. So the therapist sort of helped me to realize that I should be seeing a psychiatrist and identifying like what medication I should be back on. So I went to the psychiatrist who I initially was going to, well, I went to talk to him cause I was like, I need, I need help. He was great. Um, and in speaking to him, like what I, I was still in a little bit of a denial uh, as far as like that I needed help with bipolar. And I was like, really feeling the pressure at work to perform. And I was, um, I wasn't feeling great mentally because I was not taking good care of myself at all. And, um, and so my ADD was really bad. So I, so I was like sort of sneakily, like, let me try Adderall. I had been on Adderall before. It's great, especially when you want to not eat and feel like you're on a street drug (laughs) <laughs> which is, which I'm not clearly, as you could tell, I'm not trying to sell you on Adderall. It's probably one of the worst, in my opinion, it, IMHL. It is a, it's a bad scene, man. But I was like, let me just try this because I just want to perform better at work. I, I, I want hours and hours of focus. I want to be able to lock in and man, if I eat a little bit less, that'd be great too. Um, we spent a few months trying to tweak the dosage of the Adderall or do time release or not time release. And it just was way too harsh for me. Um, it, it really exacerbated my anxiety. Um, I, I was thinking, I was thinking a lot. I was doing a lot. I was focused a lot. It was hard probably to be around. I think I was talking a lot and talking very fast and had a very dry mouth most of the time, drinking a lot of water. But it there was that was not going to be a long term solution, and so I came to terms with the fact that like I actually needed I needed to go back on my medication for bipolar, and so I talked to him about that, and he just said he wanted to be really conservative about how we approached it instead of just putting me back on the medications I was on at the levels I was on. He was like, let's just start slow, one at a time, stair step it, and see and and which I was like please no come on just let me go on what the dosages that I was on before with the medications I was on before and he just really didn't want to do it that way and 
And I trusted him, but I also wanted like immediate satisfaction because I think like when you decide you really want the help, like you want it that day and you want it to go into effect. And I think it's really very, very, very important for me to stress across the board with the diet, exercise, sleep, taking care of myself, therapy, medication. This was not overnight. This was not overnight. This was the opposite of overnight. This was slow progression, small wins, periods of time where it felt like nothing was happening. But now being able to look back on it, a ton has changed. So anyways, when I realized that there there would be, it would not be a quick fix, I, I knew that I needed to address some of these other issues that I was having. So I felt like I had chipped away a little bit at the emotional stuff and sort of just setting myself up for success on how I was going to process the divorce and, and all of that. I had sort of cleared out some relationships and some habits, both personally and professionally, that I felt like were toxic. And then I had, you know, I had doctors in place. I had a great psychiatrist to get to get the medication going. And then I decided to figure out how I'm not one to, to, to love diets, but I had probably over the course of like the last couple of years of my marriage and, and the time after Andrew left had probably gained like, I don't know, 30 pounds, which I'm five, four. So it's like, that's, that's a fair bit for a person of my stature, no clothes fit. I didn't feel like myself. And, and you know, at any weight when you, when you're, larger or smaller than what you normally are. I feel like we all have like our our baseline, whatever that is. It's not like a quote unquote perfect body. It's just like the body you feel comfortable in. And like I was so far above that for me, it felt like I was wearing a suit. It was just weird and shameful and 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 all of that. So plus it's just like the connection that food has to your brain and, and I talk about that a little bit in the emotional eating episode, but it, it's like, I just knew I had to clear that up. So I had started researching, um, the bulletproof diet because I knew I was going to try and take and drink the coffee because I had, I had tried the coffee before I went on Adderall and it, it really worked. I just, it was like you, it kind of works better if you're following the diet a little even loosely just because you're drinking butter and oil. <laughs> and so I was, when I did it, but when I did it before I went on the Adderall, I was drinking the Bulletproof coffee and using it to wash down a chocolate croissant every morning. And I gained like five pounds in a week because that's not how it's supposed to, that's not what, what you're supposed to do. It's actually like part of a ketogenic diet, which I would love to try and explain to you, but... I can't off the top of my head. Maybe future Jen's going to make a comeback and tell us very briefly what a ketogenic diet is. Hi, hi, future Jen back and in full effect. So a ketogenic diet or keto for short is kind of sciencey. And I'm not a scientist or a doctor or even a healthcare professional of any sort. So I'm going to tell it to you in layman's terms and then encourage you to give it a Google or Google if you're my dad to find out more. In a nutshell, 
it's a high fat, think good fat, not like ice cream and McDonald's, moderate protein, low carb diet that encourages your body to use fat for fuel, essentially turning it into a fat burning machine because your liver starts creating molecules called ketones that are an alternative fuel to blood sugar. In addition to burning fat, you'll find you have less hunger, a steady supply of energy, and it will keep you alert and focused. Good for your body, good for your brain, helps if you like butter and grass-fed beef. Okay, back to you, regular old Jen Gotch. I just decided that I would try it, and I liked that it had structure, and I liked the idea of accountability, and I liked the idea that I knew the coffee worked, and I just got lucky. It just, like, stuck. You know, I feel like with any, like, eating plan. It's like those first few days are so, it's just imperative that they go right. And I mean, I can't even count the amount of times I was like, I'm going to eat healthy. And like by noon on the first day, I'm just like elbow deep in a bag of chips. So it just stuck. It clicked. It, I felt great. I mean, that's the thing. Try eating right and tell me you don't feel awesome. I mean, it's a bummer that you can't eat pizza. But I, I just felt so great. And so so I stu- I ended up sticking with that for like three or four months, like very diligently. And, and now I just sort of like moderation, which is the best thing for me. So it's so so as far as diet goes after the ketogenic diet, I still drink bulletproof coffee every day because it really does help me with my focus. But as far as eating and drinking goes, I, I both eat and drink. Uh, I try and do it in moderation. I definitely, if I go on vacation, am just eating and drinking whatever. Then I try and like live clean for the week after that. I focus like on portion control rather than like trying to like avoid major food groups like pizza and French fries. Those are food groups, right? But I try not to have pizza every night. But there have been weeks where I've had pizza three times, and you know what? I don't. I just don't shame myself about it, and I. And I try and stay on track and that's worked. And if you remember in the emotional eating, I also went to go see a food therapist. I, I've been very – I mean the other thing is I've been very – I've just been like actively looking for help. So if someone's like, you should try this, I try that. So, um, so I did go to see a food therapist. I talk a ton about it in that episode. But it really gave me a great, a great set of tools. One – visit and and it it like really gave me a great baseline on like my relationship with food which is very emotionally based and and I feel like I've been able to shed a lot of that and just like have a healthier outlook on it um and then exercise so I primarily do lek fit lek fit which busy had introduced me to I think it was like two years this March. So I had been doing it actually for a while. I just was like eating like shit while I was doing it. But I love it. It's so fun. We I do the bounce classes so you're on a trampoline. You can – obviously a lot of people that listen to this podcast don't live in LA. But you can stream it online. Um, Lauren, who, who created the class, is amazing. The class is so fun. I – don't love exercise, although I'm finding things that I can fall in love with about it. I do love how I feel after I've exercised, and 
especially when you really sweat. It just feels so cathartic. So I've been really diligent about that. I don't go every day like like busy. I think she goes every day. Don't you, busy? Seems like you do. She's just a badass. But I probably go three times a week and then I'll go on a hike or something. So so I I I improved my relationship with exercise. It's because I felt like it was a positive thing and I like how it feels. And I also like how it feels to lay down in bed and not move and just watch 12 episodes of Seinfeld. But I just mixed it, mix it up. So I would encourage you to find something that you love. It may not be, it may not be bouncing around on a, on a trampoline. It may, may be something else. A flywheel is pretty fun too, or soul cycle or all that. Honey book. You remember Honey Book? I talked to you about Honey Book. Do you like honey? I like honey. I had a sore throat uh, a week or two ago, and I had some Manuka honey. That's the expensive honey. And some warm water with lemon, and it really helped. And I actually think if you put a little whiskey in there, you got yourself a nice warm cocktail. That would also probably make you feel better. Anyways, Honey Book if you don't remember, is a purpose-built business management platform for creative small businesses. And I was saying, man, I wish we would have had this when we started Bando because just figuring out like the paperwork, the emails, dealing with clients and payment collection and honestly anything operational <laughs> was not was not easy for us. So if you have a small business or you're an entrepreneur, you're starting, you're a photographer, you're an artist, this will really help you manage your business, streamline the client process, make your life better. Think of what you'll do with all your free time. I would probably learn to play tennis, watch an episode of Seinfeld, or maybe even go on a hike because I hike now. But you know what? I didn't have HoneyBook, so I was just stuck working basically 24-7. I encourage you to try it. If you try it, can you tell me how much you love it? I think you will. You know how much I am passionate about helping small businesses, and I feel like this would be a really great tool. And obviously, there is great news. Because when do I ever not end anything with great news? Here it is. For a limited time, JGOK listeners can get 50, 5 because sometimes 50 sounds like 15, but it's 50, half, off the first year of HoneyBook with promo code JGOK, J-G-O-K. I'm, I'm saying that because it's, Jagak would probably be like J-G-A-A-H-H-H-H-W-K? It's not. Promo code J-G-O-K. HoneyBook memberships include unlimited access to all features at one low monthly price. So go to HoneyBook.com today. Use promo code J-G-O-K to get started. Again, HoneyBook.com. Promo code J-G-O-K. Okay, honey. 
those are all those are the major things. Actually, there's one more major thing, and then I'll tell you about how I took collagen and grew my hair out and beat Kelly in a hair growing competition because my hair is so long now. And Kelly, I feel like your hair is not really growing, and I'm so sorry to say that. Just kidding. It's growing. Your hair is beautiful, and you're much more you're beautiful and you're young and you're smart. And I'm just like a person trying to get attention. The last thing I did was really try and work on my, I think the catalyst was anxiety, but really understanding like why my brain is doing what I'm doing, what it's doing. And the podcast was a big catalyst for that. Writing this book is a big catalyst for that because I realized like there's so much negative self-talk that goes on. And then I um, started reading about our mind and our thoughts and our ego and how like our thoughts are not us. And my friend Ashley introduced me to Reiki healing, which is energy work. And um, this is the stuff that always feels weird for me to talk about because I know everyone doesn't know about this or believe in it. But that was the last piece in the puzzle for me, like really understanding that the world is made up of energy, that we are made up of energy, that our thoughts are not us, and that they are also not fact, even though it feels like it. I can't even count the times that my thoughts have led me so astray into self-doubt, self-hatred, self-sabotage, anxiety, depression. Um, And that's not to say that that's always the catalyst, but as I have worked on that, it has completely changed the range of my mental health issues along with the supplement of medication, you know, everything else that I'm doing, acupuncture. I mean, literally, I will try anything. I will try anything. I'm highlighting the things that have have had the most impact, but uh, maybe the after show will be, be me just rattling off a bunch of stuff that I've done. But really digging into that and and reading about that and learning about that and and like our souls and spirituality and um, universal energy and and just getting a different perspective on like the human experience and just distancing, just putting like the tiniest bit of distance between my thoughts and myself was for me the final piece in the puzzle that I found this like peace and tranquility that I had never had before. And (laughs) I think I'm going to cry talking about it. Dummy. Like a light. It's interesting because I felt it happen for myself. Like I felt myself kind of light up and, and then people started telling me that I'm a light and that I am bright. Like they just started using these adjectives over and over again. And I was like, that's so weird. It's weird when you hear, because obviously like we all have our own personal experiences. So there are probably things that people say to you all the time that they don't say to anyone else or that no one else hears, but it really did do spark something in me. And so it, it just, I'm just operating on a, on a different level, not to say I'm not better than anyone. I'm just better than the version of me that I was six months ago and definitely better than a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And you know what's cool about it? I still have so far to go. It's not even, It's not like, hey, I've arrived. So here is the secret to my success is right here, right now. It's just like 
these are the things I did. I stuck to it. I held myself accountable. I craved, craved improvement. I craved the idea of being better and feeling better and being a better version of myself. And um, with all of the talk of self-care, like I really introspected on what that meant. And sometimes it means, you know, well, it always means going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time, but I can't always do it. But it, it, it means taking care of yourself in a really meaningful way. And that means work. I have read, I have spent so much money on Amazon. I've read so many books. I'm so interested in it. I've just been thoughtful in my approach. I've, I've challenged myself to not say yes to the things that I reflexively say yes to and to not say no to the things that I've reflexively said no to. And all of it seems to be working. And again, there are reminders every day for me that there's still a lot of work to be done and I'll die working on it, but it feels so good. And I, I hope that something, some nugget in this helps you again. I feel like slightly embarrassed to be, to be like, this is what I did, but I just, I, it clearly comes through for people and I wanted to at least share it in hopes that it will inspire you. And the thing that I was going to say before that I didn't say is like, I was bleaching, bleaching my hair, if you remember. It was platinum. And I and I honestly think it was like I was trying to become something else or someone else because I was just so unhappy with who I was that I was like creating this persona or something. I don't know. But it destroyed my hair. And I've always had like thick, glorious hair. And my mom one day was like, where did all your hair go? And I think I just, I just was so checked out that I didn't even realize what had happened. And like so much of my hair fell out. And so when Andrew left, I just decided like, I was just going to stop bleaching it. And if you remember my like half, it looked like half black, half white hair for a long time while I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then I just like, just started taking care of it and stopped covering it in bleach. I mean, I still get highlights, but I just, I started taking vitamins and brushing my hair and being kind to it and whispering sweet nothings into it and kissing every, every single, like I kiss each hair (laughs) before I go to sleep and that seems to work. So hopefully you can implement these practices into your own life and hair kissing will become the biggest trend of 2018. There's still time. It's not even October yet. Well, maybe it will be by the time you hear this. But anyways, if it is October, please remember that October 21st is my birthday and I love birthday wishes. Okay. That'll just about do it. If you haven't been to the dentist in 10 years, please go to the dentist. If you're in Los Angeles, direct message me. I will give you the name of my dentist. She is great. It's not as scary as we think it is. And I floss now and I am proud of it. And that's all I wanted to say about that. You can face your fears. You can have an outdoor cat. You can go to the dentist. You can feel better. You can be better. You can lose weight, gain weight, gain muscle, exercise more, exercise less. You can do whatever you want. You can take medication. You can find great doctors. You can find new friends. You can open yourself up to new careers and new opportunities. It's all possible. I promise. I'm proof. We are not done. 
We are just beginning. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Okay. Bye-bye. So are you feeling inspired to feel better? I hope I answered some of your questions about how I succeeded in finding my way back to me. It's not easy, it's not effortless, and it's definitely not fast, but it does pay off. I feel like a new person who is also an old person, but not old as an elderly, old as in back to my old self, who is essentially a middle-aged teenager. Hey, Jen, great to see you again. Okay, that's all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends, your loved ones, and your coworkers about the podcast. That really means a lot to me. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. And dad, no, you cannot subscribe more than once, but thank you for asking. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. So in case you missed it, Girlboss Radio recently launched a special podcast series called In Progress. It's brought to you in partnership with the good people of Toomey, the luggage and handbag brand, and it takes a deep dive with a bunch of super inspiring women into their everyday journeys, the ups, the downs, the tips, tricks, and hacks. So many insights for anyone who's curious about how to navigate their careers and relationships, learn about self-care practices, and everything in between. The 10-episode series kicked off on September 28th, so be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts so you can hear all of the episodes. What do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK after show. You don't know about the after show, but it's the show after the show after the show after the show. In this week's episode of the JGOK after show, I'm going to do what I told you I was going to do, which is tell you everything I've done to feel better. I alluded to most of it. I dug in on some of it. And now I'm going to try and list it all for you. I went to a therapist. I went to a psychiatrist. I went to a food therapist. I went to a spiritual advisor, acupuncturist, Reiki healer, sound bath. I took walks. I started hiking. I started playing tennis. I started drinking butter in my coffee, but it's still butter. Collagen. I drink that, although sometimes I do think it makes me break out, so just be aware of that. I went to see all the doctors I've been avoiding. The dentist, I started flossing. I got, I've been getting regular pap smears. Come on. I should get a trophy for that. I had my hormones checked. I had all my blood work checked. I take vitamins. I have a pill holder that has the days of the week on it that I fill diligently at the end of each week and that I take every day with eight eight ounces of water. I take probiotics. Oh my gosh. I make time for myself. I lay out in the sun. I know it's awful, but it makes me feel fucking great. So I do it. Plus sunlight in your eyes is very important. And I only lay out there for like 25 minutes three times a week. It's not that big of a deal. I have a beer when I want a beer. I took one step into becoming a Reiki healer. I ordered 500 books on Amazon and I've read some of them and highlighted some of them. 
I took a break from social media when I needed a break. I did what I wanted to do. I took a vacation without, without a cell phone and I survived it. I went to the movies by myself. I went to the movies with friends. I reconnected with old friends. I made new friends. Oh my gosh, I know there's something else. That's enough. That's a start. I'll put something, I'll put something on Instagram if I think of something else, but that's a lot. Hope that helped. Thank you for always encouraging me and making me feel special. It's late at night. That's when I get really mushy. <laughs> Love you. Bye.